on today's show. The relief pitching for the Pittsburgh Pirates appears to be on the uptick. We will see just how good it can be, and will it finally no longer be a negative but a positive? All of that and more on today's show here on Locked on Pirates. I am, of course, your host, Ethan Smith. You can follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked on Pirates. And Locked on Pirates is a part of the Locked on Podcast Network where it is your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates every day. And being a lifelong fan ain't easy, but I'm here to make it fun because 2023 is going to be an absolutely fun year. And here comes the relief pitching portion of the 2023 season preview series. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to that Pirates podcast, everybody. Thank you for making Locked On Pirates your first listen of the day every single day. Once again, here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates, every single day. And the 2023 season preview series continues today as we started with the starting pitching rotation show on Monday. We did a mailbag show on Wednesday. We're doing relief pitching today. And on Monday, we will be heading into the catcher spot, talking about Austin Hedges and Henry Davis, Tyman, and all of the catchers that are going to be at the availability of the Pittsburgh Pirates in 2023 at the catcher position. But on today's show, we're going to be taking a look and a deep dive at the relief pitching that the Pittsburgh Pirates will have for the 2023 season. And there's some new faces to join this wonderful group here for the Pittsburgh Pirates. We're going to pull this out here so you guys can see everything. And you look at what projected bullpen from Fangraphs looks like for the Pittsburgh Pirates, before we get into it, uh, David Bednar, Robert Stevenson, Will Crow, Dwayne Underwood Jr., Jarlin Garcia, Chase DeYoung, Yuri De Los Santos, Jose Hernandez round out what is the projected bullpen for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, of course, this looks very, very different than what we saw in 2022. Uh, Robert Stevenson, of course, coming via waivers from Colorado late in the year in August, so we didn't really get to see much of him outside of the month of September. Then, of course, you add in Jarlin Garcia, who was a free agent signing from the San Francisco Giants, originally a Miami Marlin. He's going to be very, very big in the uh, bullpen in terms of his left-handed pitching prowess that he will bring to the Pirates bullpen. Chase DeYoung, of course, was a free agent signing in 2021. And then Jose Hernandez was their Rule 5 draft pick from the Los Angeles Dodgers, another left-handed pitcher that the Pirates desperately needed in this bullpen. And I think that's where their focus definitely was when it came to the offseason, not only starting pitching-wise, but relief pitching-wise as well. They wanted to go out and get some left-handers that were going to be reliable left-handers like Jarlin Garcia and Jose Jose Hernandez, whose stats, of course, might not fly off the page for you uh, with a 414 and a 469 ERA, respectively. But that is also over about combined maybe 100 innings because Jose Hernandez, of course, was buried uh, in the depth chart in Los Angeles, and Jarlin Garcia was on a struggling Giants team. So we'll see what that really amounts to. And then we'll scroll down here a little bit as you see the. Um, the positions we're going to be using fan graphs through this entire uh, series. 
And there's stuff to like here in terms of all of the starting pitching here. You see starting pitching. I don't know if they break it down into relief pitching. They actually do. Of course, you have Colin Holderman, who was picked up last year from the New York Mets. Dowry Moretta is another name that we're going to definitely have to get a look at um, in terms of picking him up from the Kevin Newman trade. Johan Ramirez, of course, was purchased from Cleveland in July of 2022. Then you have Colin Selby, a guy who really rose through the prospect ranks last year. Uh, don't really mind his uh, ERA too much. And then you get more into like the Blake Cedarlands of the world, the Tanaj Thomases of the world, the Hunter Strattons of the world. But then we're going to scroll back up again um, to the relief pitching bullpen that they have right now. And there's, again, stuff to like here. And the last couple of years, we've seen this bullpen start the season really well. They've come out of the gates fast. They come out really quick. They're a top 10 unit the last couple of years. And then they just fall off of a cliff, be it due to injury, be it due to law of averages most of the time for what it's worth. But the biggest thing for this uh, bullpen this year is that the starting rotation got better. So the onus on this bullpen being ridiculously good is not going to be as pressured as it was in recent years because we've seen starting pitchers over the last couple of years for the Pittsburgh Pirates only go maybe four or five innings in the games and then the bullpen is practically winning the game for the Pittsburgh Pirates or losing the game for the Pittsburgh Pirates in the final four or five innings. I don't know if that'll be the case this year. I think Rowanzi Contreras could definitely move up into that six innings pitched role. I think Mitch Keller can do the same thing. Rich Hill and Vince Velasquez are always going to give you five or six innings because they're very reliable arms. JT Brubaker will probably be that four to five inning guy still, but you just have to wait and see where that, where that comes from. But then you look at where these guys are going to be and what their roles are going to be. And it gets very interesting because you have David Bednar. Of course, he's your all-star closer. He's going to be phenomenal for you. Picked up from San Diego in that trade in 2021. He's going to be your guy in this bullpen. He's going to be your anchor. He's going to be the guy that closes games out for you for a team that has a lot of promise going into this year. And David Bednar, of course, had some injuries last year near the back half of the year. As you can see, I mean, 31 saves still last year with a 3-3-9 ERA. He was still very, very good. I think he still has an opportunity to be a very good closer and a top 10 closer in all of baseball, especially if he can stay healthy. Then you move on to who's going to probably be his setup man. Now, when you look at this group right now. I don't think that there's exactly a bona fide setup guy to throw out there in the eighth inning. I definitely think it'll be one of those round table kind of things that they'll figure out through the first couple months of the year and then eventually move in to one of those guys being the setup guy. Um, I wouldn't mind it being a Dwayne Underwood Jr. Uh, I know some people have their opinions of Dwayne Underwood Jr. I like him a lot. Um, 4-2-7 ERA, 58 innings pitched last year with 20, uh, 24 walks, 57 hits allowed. Dwayne Underwood Jr. is still one of those guys that, again, he's not going to be your bona fide all-star relief pitcher, but he's very reliable in terms of his health. He's very reliable in terms of the control on his pitches. He could, th he could throw it a little fast, too. So I think Dwayne Underwood Jr. is definitely a candidate to move into that setup spot. Um, I don't think they would do it with Jarlin Garcia or Jose Hernandez just because they are going to need those left-handed pitching um, players 
earlier in games, I think, especially against lineups with heavier lefty talent. And that's why I said that setup spot is more than likely going to be a kind of round table between these guys, because say you're going into the eighth inning and you have Garcia or Hernandez on like on deck, ready to go, like in the bullpen warming up and the team you're facing has two lefties and a righty coming up, well, obviously you're going to want to throw the lefty out there, which is something that the Pirates haven't actually had a lot of access to over the last couple of years, which is where I think Garcia and Hernandez are going to even have more amplified roles in this uh, bullpen this year. So that's really where the breakdown comes from. But we're going to talk a little bit more about Garcia and Jose Hernandez here in just a moment. We're going to leave this up for you as well. Today's episode, of course, is brought to you by FanDuel. They are the best sports book in the world. You cannot go wrong with FanDuel. And you make every moment more at FanDuel Sportsbook using FanDuel.com slash on. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And also baseball is on the horizon. They have first five innings bets that are going to be very fun to take a look at in 2023, but also the Pirates win total, which is set at 68 and a half. If you listen to Wednesday's show, when I said this, I think you guys should hit the over on that. I think this team will definitely win 70 plus games this year. So 68 and a half is a no brainer. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid for your winnings instantly. And, you know, the FanDuel app, very good app to use. It's very informative. It's very, like, sleek, smooth. You won't have any issues using it. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you get paid for your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. While you're at it as well, we're going to be talking about about some prospects in the segment of today's show that could make an appearance here in the starting uh, or in the bullpen, excuse me. So make sure you go check out Locked On MLB Prospects with Lindsey Crosby. He is a prospect encyclopedia teaching you about the prospects and stars of tomorrow. But going back to Jarlon Garcia and uh, Jose Hernandez here for a moment, we'll click on, um, I didn't want to do that. We'll click on uh, Jarlon Garcia here for a moment. Of course, one of the free agent signings from the Pittsburgh Pirates. And again, not one of those guys that's going to really flash the pan for you. He's not going to be some crazy guy. He's not going to do crazy things for you. Sorry about this Peacock original ad. Um, <laughs> just trying to show you guys Jarlon Garcia, but oh well, I guess that's going to be the way that's going to roll today. Um, but you look at what we get here again, one year deal, nothing crazy. 30 years old, left handed pitcher, six foot three, 215 pounds. And we're going to roll down here. Of course, again, he started his career in Miami and then he eventually moved on to the San Francisco Giants. And his best year, no doubt, of course, came in um, 2021 
with the San Francisco Giants, 2-6-2 ERA over 58 games. He had a 6-3 uh, and three record, one save, almost 70 innings that year. Very good K per nine numbers, very good uh, base on balls per nine numbers, very good home runs per nine numbers. I mean, you really, this is what, would be best case scenario for Jarlon Garcia this year in terms of what you get from him uh, as a relief pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And sorry that this ad is once again blocking you guys here. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, but then you look at last year, um, not exactly the 2021 that he had. Of course, he pitched only three innings less. Uh, same amount of games and appearances, though. Um, lower K per nine. Higher based on balls per nine, higher home run per nine. So you don't want to see that. But also, even a 3.74 ERA with a 4.28 X ERA is not that bad. Uh, negative 0.1 WAR. So he was basically good enough to not hurt your team and bad enough to not excel the team. Pretty much based off of his WAR number. You then look at all of these projections. Of course, you have zips, steamer projections, all that. Kind of have him. In in the range of 390 to 4.12 in terms of his ERA. They have him appearing at 56 games this year. I think that's a good number, about 56 to 58 innings. Some even zip says 63. The case per nine number would be his um, lowest in a couple of years. Uh, his base on balls per nine would be, based off of the Zips projection, a little bit higher than his 2022, but not astronomically higher, as well as the home runs per nine. Uh, the uh, the batting average on balls in play would actually go down based off of their projection. And of course the uh, left on base percentage would go up. So if he has like a four ERA and does this kind of stuff for the Pittsburgh pirates over 56 innings, I don't think anybody would be exactly mad in terms of the production you would get from Jarlin Garcia at all. Um, of course, XERA, if you were wondering, by the way, is expected ERA. And then we have the FIP uh, fielder independent pitching on an ERA scale. I think that's where more of what you're looking And my favorite projection and the one I think that is closest to what you would be getting is the Zips projection, um, 63 and uh, three-thirds innings pitch. Again, I think he's going to be one of the more important pitchers in this bullpen just because of the fact that he is a left-handed pitcher, and it's something they've needed for quite some time. The 4.12 ERA, I could see his case per nine going down just purely because he's pitching a little bit more or actually a little bit less. Um in an innings pitcher concerned uh, based on balls, I think it'll actually stay around that 249 range to 256. And then I don't think his home runs per nine will go up that much either. Although PNC Park is not very welcoming to some left handed pitchers, I do think that that's where he'll stay in that department. So that's a good breakdown on Jarlin Garcia, the one of the new guys coming into this rotate or uh, in this rotation in the bullpen. And again, with Jarlin Garcia, you're getting a half-decent left-handed pitcher that's going to give you good innings. That's really all that you're really hoping for here. And if he can creep around that four, uh, that 4.12 ERA area, that 4 ERA area, I think you'll definitely be okay with it. Um, as we pull up back again, because Fangraphs is running really slow today. I don't know why. Um, but we're going to go back and go and take a look here at some of the other new guys that we have as soon as this all loads up. Um, but in the meantime, it's definitely been a focus for this Pittsburgh Pirates team to make improvements in this bullpen, and it's something that they needed to do. As I mentioned at the top of the show, does this bullpen have a better chance to be a positive rather than a negative? I would definitely say so. I think it's one of those groups that can really 
mold around what it has to offer. And as we take a look here at Jose Hernandez in just a moment, who was their Rule 5 selection, only 25 years of age, this is a guy that if he does end up starting right away, which he probably will because, albeit he's a Rule 5 pick, he has to, 25 years of age, if he can really get under himself, man, he's going to have some success. And, of course, if he does come up this year, it would be his first time at the major level. So our expectations for Jose Hernandez do need to be a little um, – laid down and the groundwork is going to be a little interesting. Of course, started his first three years in rookie ball uh, with the Los Angeles Dodgers, eventually moved to uh, single A, single A high, or high A, and then, of course, double A last year with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Double A, of course, being closest um, measure to what we would see at the major league level where he had a 3.96 ERA, a 5.23 FIP, a 10.9 per nine, which is something I really, really like about her, uh, Jose Hernandez. He knows how to strike people out and he limits the walks, a 4.19 based on balls per nine, which as you've seen from his first year in rookie ball, where he only had nine innings pitched with that 10.61 based on balls per nine, it's really never went above that 4.6 threshold, except in 2021, where he had a 5.4. But his strikeout numbers have always been very good, albeit in not that many innings pitched. He was kind of one of those guys that got the short end of the stick because of the COVID year that was lost. And 2020 was just not, he didn't play in 2019 or 2020. So there was a three-year gap for him between 2018 and 2021. And you really could see it after a strong 2018, 296 ERA jumped up to a 4.75. His FIP went down, his ex-FIP went up. Um, his home run. Um, his home uh, home run to fly ball ratio went astronomically down, but then you see that it went up again in 2021 and went up really high in 2022 in terms of his ground ball percentage, which also went up from 2020 uh, 2021 as well. So this guy Jose Hernandez is going to struggle, I think, a little bit out of the gate just because this is going to be his first MLB action. But he also could be kind of a stash guy that they stash in the bullpen, much like they did with Yuri De Los Santos, who I think is slated to have a pretty big year in 2023 as one of the youngsters in this bullpen. So Jose Hernandez, again, the expectations for him shouldn't be too high. Uh, Zips has him at a 5.01 ERA with a 4.8 FIP, a negative war, a 69.5 uh, um, LOB percentage, which, again, is a left-on-base percentage. Um, batting average on balls and plays, a 2.98. You definitely do not want that to be that high from the 2.74 that we saw from him in 2022 at AA. So they're projecting him to pitch 50 innings. I don't know if he'll get to that number, just because I do think that he's more of a stash guy, considering he was a Rule 5 pickup. And again, I think he'll be a lot like Yuri De Los Santos was last year with the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, where before his injury, he didn't really get out there that much. He got out there enough, but he didn't get out there a lot. So. Jose Hernandez, again, let's just limit our expectations for him. It's going to be his first year at the major league level. Uh, I The ERA may be a little high. I think he could be around the 4.5 range, five, like maybe the 4.5 to 5 range, but I don't think he'll eclipse a 5 ERA. I think he has a good enough strikeout pitch uh, in his arsenal and a good enough sense to not walk players and walk opposing hitters that he'll be just fine. So as we move into segment three today, 
Uh, I want to let you guys know that today's episode, once again, is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Also, check out LockedOn MLB Prospects with Lindsey Crosby. Check out Locked On Steelers with Christopher Carter. Check out Locked On Penguins with Hodes. Locked On Pit with Nick Farbaugh. The Pit Panthers basketball team, man, is starting to heat up a little bit. And going into this final uh, segment today, I want to take a look at at this part of the bullpen again, the projected bullpen, and some of the starting pitching that could actually make a, uh, make some noise here in this starting um, or in this starting bullpen role. And David Bednar, I think he's going to be an all-star this year. I think he's going to have a very good year. The Pirates are a better baseball team this year as well, so he'll have more opportunities for saves. So I think his save number will go up. I think his save percentage will go up. I think his ERA will go down. His strikeout number will go up. All of the good measurables for David Bednar will more than likely go up. So that's just something that I think is very, very good that's going to work out for him here. Um, Robert Stevenson will kind of hold our expectation on Robert Stevenson. He's about to go into his age 30 season. Uh, he, again, didn't do too much last year for the Pittsburgh Pirates just because he only came late in the season in August, so there wasn't much room for him to really make noise. Uh, they have him projected at a 3.9 ERA over 63 innings. Sounds reasonable to me. Will Crow last year was definitely the interesting player for the Pittsburgh Pirates out of the bullpen last year. He was the guy that started the season really hot after moving from the starting rotation to the bullpen. A lot of people wondered, was it going to work? Was it going to be something that was going to be fruitful? At first it was, but then he was just getting way, way too overworked. They have him at a 4.63 ERA this year, over 68 innings pitched. That's something realistically that I could see from Will Crow, but that move is still starting to look very interesting in terms of the fact that the Josh Bell trade just does not look that great right now because who who knows what Eddie Ian is going to turn into. I already mentioned Dwayne Underwood Jr. earlier. I think he's going to be a very serviceable pitcher for this team. That 4.27 projection ERA-wise is a very good number to me. I think that's where he'll creep around, and I think that's a good spot for him also. Uh, Jarlin Garcia and Jose Hernandez we already went into. Chase Young, I think, will be one of the guys that is the first casualty of one of the the prospects that comes up. Um, I don't think he's going to be here that much longer, so I won't dive into it too much, but they project him that 4.9 ERA. I think the Pirates can get something like that from a younger prospect or somebody that they have future with. Yuri De Los Santos, of course, amateur uh, free agent from July of 2014 from the Dominican Republic, made his MLB debut last year, went on the 60-day injury list. We didn't get to see the rest of them, but if he pitches with a 4.02 ERA this year, I like that a lot. Again, he's entering his age 25 season, still has plenty of time to figure it out. Uh, and then Max Kranich, by the way, I didn't mention this when I was talking about it on the mailbag. He is still recovering from Tommy John. So see what we get from Max Kranich this year. But a lot of people would come to fan graphs like I am on right now and say, oh, like, just look at relief pitching in terms of what is going to be available for the Pittsburgh Pirates in the bullpen. But when you look at what they're going to have available at their disposal in terms of all of this pitching, you, you can look at the top four, Moretta, uh, Ramirez, and Selby. All those guys will be on the bullpen staff at some point, be it due to injury, be it due to any sort of thing that happens over the course of a long 162-game season. Plus, a lot of those guys are still very young. I mean, 27, 26, 27, and 25. Um, 
Of course, Colin Selby was in the Arizona Fall League, and he, again, last year rose up a lot of people's boards in terms of their prospect rankings. I think you see him pretty early on in the year. I think he's one of those guys that you can see pretty quickly. Uh, Johan Ramirez, Moretta, and Holderman, we have not seen Ramirez. Uh, we saw Ramirez, but we haven't seen uh, Moretta yet because of the trade, but he will definitely be a part of the staff at some point. Colin Holderman is another guy that I think will get ample opportunity opportunities but then you hear to the starting pitching that I talked about on Monday where you have Johan Oviedo, Luis Ortiz, um, Mike Burrows, Quinn Priester, Kyle Nicholas, Cody Bolton, Carmen Majinski. Uh, I forgot how to <laughs> say his name um, but you have non-roster invitees here and with the way that the rotation is right now, you already know, as you if you listen to my show on Monday, the rotation is going to be Contreras, Keller, Brubaker, Rich Hill, and Vince Velasquez. So if Vince Velasquez and Rich Hill are eventually traded, then you're assuming that they're replaced by Oviedo, Ortiz, Burroughs, or Priester, depending on who is going to be available. Um, obviously, Priester is a non-roster invitee. Mike Burroughs, Luis Ortiz, and Oviedo, I believe, are on the 40-man roster. So those guys would be a lot easier to bring up because all you have to do is do a nice little flip around and send somebody down. Then you get into Kyle Nicholas, Cody Bolton, and Majinski, that group, even uh, Osvaldo Beto. I don't know if those guys are really going to just cement themselves into the pitching staff right away. So why not get them in the bullpen if you want to see them at the major league level, improve the bullpen by proxy of improving your starting rotation, then you're you're starting to cook with some really good stuff. I mean, you're starting to hit some breaking bad stuff there, man. You're starting to cook some really good stuff. Because Luis Ortiz, albeit a very good starter, I think in my mind, if they don't start him in favor of, say, Burroughs and Priester, there's your setup guy that I mentioned earlier for David Bednar. I mean, he's going to throw you 100-mile-per-hour fastballs. And I mentioned it as well that Rich Hill, starting right now, could eventually move to the bullpen as well. I think he's more of a starter than he would ever be a relief pitcher as he's proven over his illustrious career. But the Pirates have a lot of pitchers to work with at their disposal in 2023. And I think this bullpen especially has a chance to turn itself into a positive just because not only like the names that I've mentioned that are going to be very good players, but also if injuries do happen, it's not going to be drastic to what happens to the team as long as most of the players stay healthy. I mean, if David Bednar stays healthy through the entire year, this bullpen is going to be fine. If there's any injuries or one guy's not overperforming, well, you saw here that you have Colin Holderman, you have Colin Selby, you have Jarlin Garcia, a young guy on this roster already, that can step up and make an impact on this team. And that's really what I think boils down everything here with the 2023 Pittsburgh Pirates bullpen is this year is the first year in quite some time since I would even go as far to say the Tony Watson and the Tony Watson, Mark Melanson, Jared Hughes days that the Pirates are going to have some very, very strong pitching out of the bullpen this year for the first time in quite some time. Now, is it a top 15 unit in all of baseball? Is it a top half group? I won't go as far to say that yet because I just don't really know. Um, that's kind of one of those wait and see things. Like, are they going to be? There's a possibility, but I don't know if they are. 
it's just one of those things that we're going to have to wait and see if Charlon Garcia elevates himself, if Jose Hernandez was worth a Rule 5 pick, if Yuri De Los Santos elevates himself, if Colin Selby is really as good as we all think he is, if Luis Ortiz ends up moving to the bullpen for whatever reason, or Johan Oviedo, if they can perform well out there. Those are all the questions that need to be going through your head with the bullpen this year. But also, those questions are good questions where then, who is going to be our fifth reliever? Well, like that's a question we've had for quite some time for the Pittsburgh Pirates is once you get past the first two or three good guys, there's nothing else left. You don't have to worry about that in 2023. And as I mentioned before, being a lifelong fan of this team ain't easy, but I'm here to make it easy for you to root for the Pittsburgh Pirates this year because this is going to be a very exciting season. The bullpen is going to be very exciting. There's a lot to like about it. As long as it can stay healthy, I think it could have the potential of being a top half group or at least a top 20 group in Major League Baseball out of the 30 teams. But we have to wait and see. David Bednar, you're going to be an all-star this year in 2023. Just know that. That's going to happen. Guys, thank you for tuning into the Locked On Pirates podcast today. My name, of course, is Ethan Smith, your host of the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every single day. You can follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates for all of your coverage of the Pittsburgh Pirates heading into the 2023 season and spring training, the minor leagues and baseball and more. Guys, thank you as always for tuning in, and I will see you on the flip side.